0: This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success.
1: And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and it's already Friday. Weeks done. Time sure goes by very fast. Weeks, months, years. It seems like it goes by faster as you get older. At least that's what I've noticed. And I hope you've had a good week. Uh, I, I, I'm hoping that you're learning some uh, things on Invest Talk and getting something out of our podcast and the replays. And if you're not, then I'm not doing a very good job, and you need to tell me. You need, you know, I'm open to suggestions. Don't even hesitate to do that. I try to give you unbiased information, strategies, explanations of what's going on. You know, I want to make you an above-average investor. It's my goal. So we all work hard for our money, and you work very hard for yours, and the idea is to grow it and protect it. Now, since it's Friday, and I'm prepared to give you some some highlights from my KPP premium newsletter, which is distributed to subscribers today. It goes out every Friday. And here's a fair warning. If you subscribe to our newsletter today, the cost is only $9 a month. But that price is changing on October 1st. It's going up. Now, we put a good deal of thought in analysts into writing the newsletter. I I work hard on that. You know, I I work on it during the week, but I really put in hours in the early morning on Friday. I do send it out in the morning, but I I work on it before the, the market opens. And it really gives you a good synopsis of what goes on, what has happened in the week. It's pretty concise. I don't like to get verbose about it. You know, it's not pages upon pages. Uh, it offers a good look at the various processes, explanations, economic factors, what's going on. Comes to your email mailbox. and I recommend it. I, I do. I put a lot of effort in it. There's plenty of investing news to talk about today, but first, let's get to our Q and A session underway, with a pre-recorded call that came in earlier on our Time listening line eight 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 ninety nine
2: chart. All right, just uh, I have a question on what should I be doing uh, I have a uh, have no debt I have uh, forty thousand in the bank and I have um, I max out on my Roth IRA contribution we're looking at purchasing the house my wife and I but we just have our money pretty much just sitting so if uh, you can address that I appreciate it and uh, thank you very much
1: well if it's money to buy your house real estate and that's just sitting there waiting for to buy the house I wouldn't invest it in the market. It makes no sense to risk it there. Remember, the market is a, not a short-term investor. I'll make a quick buck and get out. That's not how the stock market works. Can you do that? Sure, but you can. You can also lose that quick buck just as easy as you can make that quick buck. So I never ever tell people to invest their house money into the market. Just leave it outside the stock market. You know they buy a short-term CD try to max out your return on it which won't be much but don't expose it to the market And that goes for everybody who you're buying you have real estate money and don't don't buy stocks with real estate money I mean it's not that's it's a whole different concept there as far as investment vehicles okay the KB now I told you we started off at the top of the show but talking about the kbp newslet- newsletter it comes out every Friday uh, and the first section is always called market conditions. And, of course, the big news out this week was jobs out this morning. 201,000 jobs were created. That's um, That was for August. And if you remember, July was 147,000. So it was more. But the big news of that jobs report, I pointed out, was the spike in earnings, wages, hourly wages went up 10 cents. Now, doesn't sound like a lot, but that 10 cents made the annual rate Increase to 2.9% from 2.7%, 2 tenths of a percent that $0.10. So that was a pretty good spike in a one-month report. Now, of course, there's a bunch of other data that I talked about that came out. I don't try to get too deep in the woods on the data. I also try to point out that those pieces I think are important, like we had construction spending that was only up one-tenth of a percent after falling eight-tenths of a percent. In June, and this is for July. This report is old, but you know they expect it to be up five tenths of percent. So construction is spending is not doing well, and that kind of ties in to the housing market problems that we've been talking about. But another big piece of news was the deficit. It went from 45 billion to 50 billion. That's over a 10 percent increase in one month. That's a big, big increase. And the big problem with that is that that the deficit, that drags our GDP down. And if it spiked up the deficit, it's going to affect the GDP pretty more than normal, more than it should. And I had a portfolio management section I talked about the flattening yield curve and what it is. And, you know, talk about recessions and what they do to the yield curves and how important they are. And it give you a couple of stock ideas, uh, and I do that every every week. A couple of stock ideas, and it'll give you a little bit of information on each one, so you can take that information and go do your own investigation, and build on it. And the final section was Consumer Watch. I talked about some new scams are out there, that are, are are the one and the one that just won't ever go away, and that's Ponzi scheme, Ponzi scheme. So that was that's the newsletter it comes out every Friday, and you know. I hope you can. I hope you take advantage of it because prices are going up here on October 1st. Now, there's a lot of time value in that KPP newsletter. It's easy to subscribe. All you have to do is go to InvestDoc.com, and again, you need to subscribe pretty soon if you don't if you want to miss the increase. Increase is it's substantial, by the way. Been, you know, we're finally going to try to see if we can cover some of the. The, the cost in our efforts to make it. Okay? Um, today's feature talking point, the Buffett indicator. Is it predicting bad news for stock markets, uh, for stock investors? And so what is it? What's the formula? This is a Goldman Sachs formula, by the way. Is it reliable? I'm going to look into that, talk about it. Uh, Goldman Sachs, again, uh, um, has a what we they call a Bull and Bear indicator? It's a little di- different than the Buffett indicator they have, and that's at a 40-year high. Tech, will the will the tech damage in the technology sector we've saw in the last week or so? Is that the signal that the bull market is going to end? I don't think so. We'll talk about that and be very careful about these t- three tax mistakes tax mistakes that people have. And those are the things we're going to talk about. But, of course, you come first. What do you want to talk about? The market was down again today. Dow was down 79. The NASDAQ was down 20. And the S&P down 6. Now, previous today, the NASDAQ was really taking on the chin versus the other indexes. But today is more a normal fall. And this is nothing more than giving back this week some of the huge gains we made in August. This should not surprise anybody. Shouldn't surprise you. This is the best talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and here's a quick save the date reminder. I will be returning to San Jose, and we're running out of slots to meet. So I'll be there on October 3rd. So if you want to meet with me, you gotta do it soon. Set up that appointment. Okay? Uh, I would be very pleased to sit down with you. We'll do. I do a personalized portfolio review. Talk about what we can do to help you, and if. And we don't—we talk about your financial picture. We don't have to become a client. There's no requirement there. Okay? To register, just go to uh, Portfolio Review on the investtalk.com page. And then remember, there's no cost or anything, no obligation. Our phone lines are waiting for you. Your calls are important to me. 888-99Chart.
3: Thanks for listening to Invest Talk. Here comes the second weekend of September. And if you find a few free minutes over the weekend and you'd like to use your time to improve your portfolio performance, head over to InvestTalk.com. Read all about one of the many strategic investing programs offered to clients of KPP Financial. It's Friday. Steve's here. The phone lines are open and he's taking your questions live 888 99 chart.
1: 888 992 4278. Let's talk to Dan in San Diego. How are you doing, Dan?
2: Pretty good, Steve. Uh, I'd like to ask you about
1: SNR.
2: I'm, I'm really curious is it a uh, value stock? Has it, I mean, it's really come down lately, or is it a value crap? What do you think?
1: I think it's a, I think it's a trap, Dan, and I'll explain that for you. I like what they do. New, it's SNR's New Senior Investment Group. It's a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, that acquires and owns and manages 133 senior housing properties in 37 states. So the business model, I like that business model. I think it's pretty good, you know. Uh, but this is a the problem. They're paying a 17.6% dividend. And the stock is five dollars and ninety-two cents a share, and it's going to make fifty-three cents a share next year. So that tells you that the P/E is right around ten or eleven, and that seems like very inexpensive. This is the problem: that their their earnings have been going down every year for the last four or five years, down, and the, the sales have been going down for almost two years in a row. So how are they able to afford that 17%? Because they have to pay it out of uh, their borrowing money to pay it, or they issue stock to pay it, because they don't have enough earnings to pay it. Because the earnings are going down. Sales are going down. Why, I'm not sure. They shouldn't. They should be turning around, but they are. They're going down. So that you know, the P.E. looks really, really cheap, and the dividend looks really, really good at 17%. But there's a reason for that. There's something wrong. I just can't tell you, okay. in it, it, right, just looking at it, what it is.
2: All right. Okay, Dan? We appreciate your
1: opinion. Okay. Thank you. Th- thanks for the call. That's SNR. Yes, yeah, something's not right. They, why are earnings going down? Why are sales going down? Uh, and why are you paying so much yield? I mean... Seventeen percent on five on a six dollar stock, five dollars and ninety two cents. Think about that. Wait a minute, that's way over fifty three cents, and that's all they're making. So that can't be right. Where are they getting the rest of the money to pay the dividend? They have to borrow it. They have to issue stock. They got to get it from somewhere. Anyways, 99 chart eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. Okay, we're looking at you know um the the one of the indicators that is a buffet indicator okay and it really uh the indicator is one that's not as you can't it's just it's not one of these things you say okay hey this is the indicator it reads here and therefore you sell it it's not like that this indicator is more a look at corporate earnings and the peaking of corporate earnings and a comparison of the corporate earnings peaking with the stock market moving, movement. And the indicator is one in which corporate earnings have had a very easy comparison rate from a year ago. This year's corporate earnings comparing earnings with last year's. But that's not the problem. So that, because it's been very good, the earnings are up about 20% year over year. The problem is, is trying to look forward. Remember, you can't invest in rearview mirror, mirror. Looking, you look in the rearview mirror, you're going to really get hit head on by some car. You look in the windshield and you look ahead and you say, okay, think about it. What is next year's corporate earnings comparisons going to look like with this year's? Do you think they can grow another 20 percent? Do you think corporate earnings can grow 40 percent in two years? See, that's this is what Buffett looks at. He looks at valuations in the future and how those comparisons are going to look and what the market's going to do. This is the best talk. I'm Steve Peasley. and I want to remind you that we have a terrific free tool waiting for you. It's called Riskalyze. It can pinpoint with unmatched accuracy a client's acceptable, your personal acceptable, your personal acceptable risk level. First step. And trying to figure out where you are, where you want to be. So go to Invest Talk, take the little questionnaire. Our phone lines are open, ready for you. 888 99 chart.
3: This is Invest Talk. Please make sure you subscribe to the Invest Talk podcast at iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Then listen, rate, and review. Oh, and here's a save-the-date reminder. On October 3rd, Steve Peasley will be returning to San Jose to conduct personalized and no-cost portfolio reviews. You can register now at InvestTalk.com. Okay, you've got finance and investment questions, and Steve will have unbiased answers. So call now, 888-99-CHART.
2: Hi, Steve. My name is Gary. I'm calling about Philip Morris. I'd like to know what you think of Philip Morris holding it for five years. Is it a pure dividend play, or can I expect some price appreciation, and is it a good price to buy right now? Thank you, Steve.
1: Okay, uh, this is Philip Morris. I think you can expect some price appreciation. PM uh, is a symbol. makes cigarettes, sold worldwide under the Marlboro, L&M, and other brands, and also sells uh, cigar, pipe, tobacco. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't get involved with, uh, you know, marijuana, you know, in Canada, which is legalized. Uh, why I say that it should have some price appreciation is because it's kind of at a low right now at $78.60. I mean, I just look at the previous years highs and back in 2011 the high was 79. Remember it's 78 now, so it's pretty close. It made $4.89 then. And then 2012 the high was 94, then 96, 91, 90, 104, and 123. So I have a feeling it's going back to around 90 because the earnings is going to be 506 this year and then 540 next year. The sales growth is like 9%, 10% growth. So I, I think this is a good price to pick it up, and there's a lot of support in the high 70s here. And, yeah, I think you can get back that 90 to to $100 a share, plus you're going to collect the 5.8% over the next five years while it's trying to get there. So I, I do. By the way, we own this account in our uh, some of our managed accounts here at KPP Financial. So that tells you something right there. Okay, 888-99-CHART, eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. So, Goldman Sachs has a bear and bull indicator that they use, and it's at a 40-year high, indicating that a bear market is coming. It's a signal that a deep bear market is coming. They use five market factors that tries to predict, okay, but... It, it, what's interesting is their conclusion is is they're expecting lower returns over the next few years, not necessarily a bear market, even though they said it's signaling a deep bear market. So I don't know if they're like CYA, you know, why they're kind of not straightforward. Okay. Um, and I, I, I'll tell you this. I, I see the market's struggling more so going forward than it did in the past because we're really long in the tooth in this uh, bull market that we're in. It's very, very old. Okay, and when they get very, very old, things happen. I though don't think the bear market's going to happen until we get into a recession, until we're close to a recession. Or the bear market will start before we even know we're in a recession, by the way. Bear market starts prior to recession they're very um, uh, they're very um, predictive tool the market itself it predicts recessions that's why it's so difficult you know if you it would be nice if you could wait for a recession you know okay I'm in a recession let me get out and then the market falls but that's not how it works <laughs> I mean I would love that now it starts to, it starts to fall way before any it's clear evidence in a recession, but there are there is vague evidence, and I've talked to you about that vague evidence. Part of it is a you know a little weakness that we're seeing in housing. You know that tells you that that part of our economy is starting to crack. Uh, we know that the yield curve is flattening. We know that the Federal Reserve is raising rates and going to continue to do. And these are, these I call them seeds. These are the first seeds we see being planted. And we might be seeing the first shoots of those seeds starting to grow. But meanwhile, the economy is growing very strong. So is the stock market doing very well. We're just seeing some volatility this month. I don't see the recession coming anytime soon. So it's not that something you go, oh, my God, we're in a recession. No. Let's get to another caller who took the time to leave a question on our anytime listener line, 888-99-CHART.
2: Hi, Stephen Justin. This is uh, Dennis. I'm wondering about Triton International, TRTN. They're a trading company distributor based out of Bermuda. I uh, bought about half a position, and I'm wondering whether it uh, might be a could look to add a bit more. Looks like uh, they got a pretty good dividend that they're paying. I'm concerned about debt, but let me know your thoughts. Thank you.
1: Okay, so it's a uh, fairly small, not tiny. It's about a three billion dollar company. Uh, Triton International provides chassis, dry freight, refrigerated, special tank containers for major shipping line. Their earnings are going to be four dollars seventy six cents. Uh, sales are growing, you know, tw- about twenty percent. And the stock is $37. So it's a fairly inexpensive stock, Um, and it's at a near, on a chart, it's near a a high, so I wouldn't be a buyer of it today. I'd wait for a pullback. But it looks like a good, fundamentally strong stock to me. Monday on Vest Talk. Wall Street just ended its best August in years. It seems like things cannot get any better. Well, then, look what happened this week. But now, one strategist has made an argument that this could soon be a problem. Give me a call. I'm Steve Beasley. 888 99
0: Our podcast continues next. First, good reason number five for a portfolio checkup with Steve. Steve says that many portfolios he looks at are weighted in just one or two sectors. A diverse mix of market sectors is so important to the health of a retirement portfolio. Steve can help you reorganize your retirement portfolio. He can make suggestions about the sectors of the future. And if you'd like, a KPP financial program that fits your goals and your life situation. There's never a cost for Invest Talk listeners and no sales pitch or obligation of any kind ever. To schedule your one on one conversation with Steve, just go to investtalk.com and click on the Invest Talk tab and then Portfolio Review, or you can call 888 99 Chart and follow the prompts. And now let's continue with the podcast.
3: This is Invest Talk, and thanks to very strong interest in Steve Peasley's no-cost, one-on-one portfolio reviews conducted last month in San Jose, Steve has already scheduled a return date, October 3rd. Remember, meeting with Steve can be the quickest way to improve the performance of your portfolio. Space is limited, so register now at investtalk.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here, and the lines are open.
1: 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Santos in Boston. How are you doing, Santos?
2: Hi, Steve. I'm doing good. How are you doing?
1: Good. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it.
2: Sure. So uh, I have a question about, like, uh, the optional services. So I see there are, like, so many uh, platforms who offer the entry and exit points for the options like uh, short term option trading so uh, like mm-hmm. uh, so one uh, so I am trying one free trial uh, so there are like around more than 5000 members in that services so how does that effort like uh, so uh, is it reliable or is it worth trying uh, these kind of services
1: well you know Options are a whole different kind of animal than buying and selling stocks. It's, options gives you the rights to buy, sell stocks, and everybody has their little formulas or their little special ways, or there is no secrets. There's no uh, methods that you consistently make money. There's, you know, don't, don't get carried away with anybody's formulas or anything like that. Just like buying stocks, it takes hard work and knowledge. Okay, um, I think yeah. doing certain kinds of options can be very consistent in making you money. It can, but it does break practice. It's not simple. Um, mm-hmm. uh, for instance, I like covered calls, and I like the reason why I like covered call options is because you can make that premium and still hold on to your stock. And a matter of fact, I like it when the stock doesn't move or in a market that's not very strong. Selling the call okay. covered call options is a way to make good income on your stocks that would otherwise just sit there and not do anything in a in a sideways market or even a bear market help hold, cover some of the the uh, uh, losses there. So I, I, I you can make money, you can do it, but you got to learn how to do it. Okay. Santos, appreciate the call. Thank you, Raphael, New Jersey. How you doing, Raphael? Hey, Steve, how are you doing? Hope everything is well. I'm good. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk about Amazon um, a little bit. Um,
2: and I, I heard your show um, recently. I know you're talking about a lot about them and, and the valuation. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to um, give you a couple of things that I, I look at. I've been a shoulder for years now, but the things the things that I, I wanted to present to you are when you're looking at the valuation of Companies such as Amazon, you got to remember, just a few, maybe oh six oh seven, everybody was saying the same thing, right? My point is, look at the tension of what the management does. So they come out with it, they come out with web services. I mean, they basically almost created the, the whole category. They come out with Amazon Prime. Now
1: advertising,
2: one of the things about the uh, valuation is you got to figure it
1: out. Raphael, do you think I'm negative on Amazon? Do you think I don't like Amazon?
2: No, no, no. no. I I heard you the other day say that you you consider it a core holding, but I just wanted to give you a little bit of the way I look at it in terms of why it has that sky-high valuation.
1: Yeah. Well, I I don't disagree with you on on why the valuation is so high. I just have a trouble. I'm since I'm, I'm a value plus growth investor. I have a hard time buying any stock that's selling at a 178 PE ratio. That doesn't mean I never okay. do it, Raphael. And Amazon could yeah. be an exception because I think it's going to be I think it's going to 2 trillion market cap for it to go to it's at 1 wow. less than a trillion now. To do that, wow. to do that, it's got to double from here. Yeah. I think it's going there. But I would I, I, really love a pullback <laughs> for me to get yeah, into me too. it. <laughs> just, just, just to so, keep it going move it.
2: So, And I also believe, Steve, that um, I believe, I know this is a, I always believe in advance. I think it's going to be the biggest enterprise in the world.
1: I I think that you could be right. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping no one else, no one's got this impression that I don't like Amazon. I think it's a great company. But as, I I will say this too, uh, Raphael, as these stocks get bigger and bigger and bigger, the government starts to get involved in trying to knock them down, whack them hard, because they think they're monopolistic. So don't be surprised. They're already talking about Facebook and Twitter this week, you know, having to justify themselves in front of the Congress. I can see that Amazon having the same kind of problems because they're so dominant in the space, Uh, you know, in the... Online, I, I I just can see it being a problem, but I think it's going there. I do appreciate the call, Rafael. Thanks for your input. Yeah, there's very good reasons for Amazon to be expensive. There is. But I've been doing this so long that yeah, I I can be patient. I can wait to Amazon until we go into recession, then buy Amazon. I, I, and if it takes two years to go into recession, okay. I'm not in a hurry. I want to buy it when it's cheaper. Like today, if it went down to fifteen hundred dollars, fifteen hundred a share, it's at nineteen hundred dollars and fifty two cents. $1, nineteen hundred and fifty two dollars a share now. If it went to fifteen hundred a share, down between fourteen and fifteen, that's where i really would like to be a buyer. That still would mean that it's still a very high PE. But that's where I'd like to be a buyer at this point. 888 99 Amazon, everybody. The reason why I not go over the numbers and stuff because I've done that and everybody knows Amazon. 888 992 4278. And I don't think this tech wreck that we had this week is going to cause a bear market. I think we may not be done with this tech wreck, but it's still not going to cause, cause a bear market. What's going to cause is a buying opportunity, in my personal opinion. The bull market's not going to end this way, okay? Just let you know. Bull markets don't end when a a leading sector all of a sudden starts to roll over and not do so well. That's not how they end. I think this bull market is not going to end until we have a recession. Yeah, other things could cause the bull market to go to a bear market. And that would be like, you know, uh, a nuclear weapon going off somewhere in, in the world. OK, it has to be something big, but something else besides going into recession could cause a, a bear market. But just because we're having you know a tough time with the tech sector, the FANG stocks are finally giving up some of their great run they had. And they're still very, we're still in a, we're still in an upward trend. It's still, nothing's changed, really. It might be painful for you, but it's still nothing's changed. Uh that usually, again, usually the leading sectors when they roll over doesn't necessarily mean we're going into a a, a bear market. Matter of fact, all, almost all the time it doesn't mean that. So it could be just sector rotation. Simple as that. If you really want to look for something, if you're looking for bear market signals, uh, watch the bond market. Look for the watch the yield curve. Watch interest rates, what they're doing. Those are much more predictive than just a particular sector rolling over. Okay, they're more predictive. The bond market is to predict what's going to happen. It's not always accurate, but it's much more predictive. New listeners in, in, to Invest Talk may not realize that the KPP Financial has been producing this program for more than 20 years, and Justin and I are glad. Uh, gee, I can't believe how I can't believe that it's been that long. I've been doing this show. And Justin and I are glad to continue making this investment in time. We want to do it. I'd like to do it. It makes us reliable, a go-to source for you guys out there, the investors. We also know that some of you recognize that our training experience can be brought to your table to help you maximize the earning strategy of your portfolio. So it's a win-win situation for everybody. I'm not trying to fool you. Oh, this is our marketing arm, but we just try not to be too annoying about it. So you can listen for free. We want to share the information. You can submit your questions anytime. You can register at No Cost Portfolio Review also anytime you want. And now we're taking your questions live at 888-99-CHART.
3: This is Invest Talk. Made possible by KPP Financial, where every investor has an opportunity to determine their risk tolerance by using a free online tool at InvestTalk.com. It's called Riskalyze. Riskalyze offers valuable technology that will pinpoint with unmatched accuracy a client's acceptable level of risk. So know this. Your first step to greater financial success is taking a short Riskalyze risk Questionnaire. Steve and Justin can use the results to ensure that the risk in your portfolio becomes aligned with your investment goals and expectations. In other words, your particular financial situation. So why wait? You can get started controlling your investment destiny right now at no cost. Go to the InvestTalk menu link at investtalk.com, scroll down and click on Risk Questionnaire. And now... The Invest Talk radio and podcast continues. The phone lines are open, 888-99-CHART.
2: Thanks for uh, providing us all the good uh, education and information that you guys do. Appreciate it. I just had a question about technical uh, buy signals and what you look for. Is there one specific trend like breaking um, uh, maybe like the 200-day moving average or another moving average or something that would show you that the that there's an upward trend or a bullish signal to the technical uh, readings?
1: Yeah, there, there are a number of different signals and technical. And when he's talking about technical, everybody, we're talking about looking, reading the chart. And reading the chart is, you know, it's not scientific. I don't want you to think it's scientific. It's just looking at patterns that tend to repeat themselves. They tend to repeat themselves more than 50%. So it tends to be, you know, it tends to work. It doesn't always work. So when you're looking for a buy signal, if it's coming from a low, a buy signal could be breaking up above the 200-day moving average. That's a long-term moving average breaking above it. That could be a buy signal. And if it breaks down below it, that's the sell signal. So that's a long-term average. If it's in an upward trend, you can draw a trend line. You can use a 20-day moving average or a 50-day moving average. A long, and you'll notice, if you look at it, it the, the stock tends to hit these moving averages and bounce up and continue the trend. There's an old saying, the trend is your friend. So you stick with the trend. That's a good buy signal above those short-term averages and you know, uh, going up. Another buy signal, the stock price pierced an old high called resistance you know where and you would start by looking at a one-year chart the daily performance of a one-year chart and if it breaks above its old high then that means it broke above resistance and the stock is going to probably continue that trend until it doesn't whatever that is so those are there's a variety of different buy signals, and I suggest you read. Uh, I think it's McGee, McGee on uh, stock trends and let's see, technical analysis of stock trends. That's the name. It's by Robert Edwards and John McGee. Okay, that's the Bible, Bible of technical analysis. I'll do it again. Technical Analysis of Stock Trends by Robert Edwards and John McGee. And the last time I bought one of these books, it was $59. Just warning you. I don't know if they'd come out with paperwork. paperwork. And this, uh, the last one I bought was the 8th edition. So, you know, I don't know what edition they're up to. I take that back. It was $99.95. Whew, I spent that much my money on a book. But that's the Bible of, uh, of uh, technical analysis. Okay? Now, be careful of these three tax mistakes that a lot of people make. A lot of people assume you will be in a lower tax bracket in retirement. Not necessarily. If you're taking money out of your uh, if you're trying to replace your income by taking money out of your your tax deferred or your IRA whatever it is, all that money is going to be taxed. Only if it's a Roth IRA. So it doesn't necessarily mean you've got to be careful of where you're taking money from in retirement, where that's coming from. Even if you're coming from Social Security, Social Security can be taxed if you're working, and it taxed. It can be. You can really Make it worthwhile not to take Social Security because the taxes are so high if you're still making too much money working. So make sure you check that out because you think you don't owe that money on Social Security taxes. You do. Social Security is not tax-free. And another mistake that many people do make, you don't max out your IRA or your 401k contributions. In your last you know, 10, 15 years, man, you need to max those out. You need to really sock it. You should max them out earlier now, but... You know, as you're approaching retirement and you're not maxing those things out, you're hurting yourself. And I know, you know, I know we can't all afford to do it. I understand that. But it's still important to make that effort. Okay? So those are some of the tax mistakes that people make. And, it, you know, it's, this life of ours is complex here in the United States. You know, you got to know a lot of stuff. That's why they have CPAs to help you. That's why they have attorneys to help you because things are very complex, you know, and you may need help. Our Friday Investar program is almost finished and ready to upload to the Archive Podcast Collection, but we've still got about 10 minutes left, so let's talk about the financial investing questions you might have on your mind. Don't save them up over the weekend. It's too hard and too stressful for you. 888-99-CHART.
3: In the next invest talk, Wall Street just ended its best August in years. It seems like things can't get any better. But now one strategist has made an argument that this could soon be a big problem. That's Story Monday. But now Steve's here, he's ready with answers, and he's waiting for your calls. 888-99-CHART. Hi,
2: my name is Lori, and I had a question regarding buying stocks i a little bit in a 401k and I've been investing in mutual funds for a while now, about five years, 31 years old, and I just don't know how to start buying stocks. If I should just open up a account, by through stock, uh, stock trade or how I should go about doing it. So if you could answer this question, I'd really appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Sure. So if you're talking about actually the physical act of buying stocks and not the research and what stock to buy and how to manage how many shares of and how what different industries or anything like that. If you're just asking about the physical act of buying, well you need to open up a discount brokerage account. And if I may suggest TD Ameritrade is a very good one. But there's others. There's Scott Trade and ETrade. You know, and what you want to do is you can open up a discount. You open up a discount brokerage account. Because you want to, you want to, you don't want to pay a lot of money for the trades. You want to pay as little as possible. Okay. Once you open that up, now there you have to put money in the account, and it, it it will go to your default money market fund, whichever you picked. You would have picked. They have several. Most of them have several for you to pick from. And they'll when you open up the account, when you, they'll they'll ask you what do you already want the money to go default into when you're not owning a stock, the cash. Where do you want to hold it? Then what you do is they'll show you how to make trades if you ask them to. But it's very simple. You go to the website. You say, I want to buy something. I want to buy, uh, they'll tell you what symbol of the stock, IBM, how many shares you want to buy, 50, and do you want what kind of order do you want to put, a market order or a limit order. That means what price you want to buy at. That's all what that means. So that's how you do it. You start by opening up an account at a discount brokerage firm. That's where you start. And again, you want to make sh- you can do some research on the internet, find out who's cheap, you know who's inexpensive. And I'll mention again, I do like TD Ameritrade the best. Make sure whoever you use that it's CIPIC insured. You want the custodian of the people or company holding your money is SIPC insured. It's like the FDIC at a bank. This is SIPC at a brokerage house. So you want it to be insured so that no one steals your money. Okay. Uh, if you if you and now if you move into the next step and say now how do I pick stocks and how, how many should I own and that's a whole different question. Okay, and we can answer that question too, but that, that's a much that takes years of learning. By the way, it's not just oh, you buy this company and you're, and you're done. No. Okay. Thanks for the question. I appreciate it. Okay. People who claim Social Security early often regret it. There's a study put out by the National Bureau of Economic Research that said. People who collect Social Security benefits at age 62 are much more prone to be in poverty in their old age. Much more prone to be in poverty in their old age. Now, when I read this, I said, well, the reason they're taking their Social Security benefits at 62 is because they are poor. They probably need the money. But they didn't take that into consideration. So, what all they're doing is giving the facts. And the facts are, if you take money at 62, you are probably going to be living in poverty when you get to be 75. Now, okay, the odds are very much higher. Now, you know I don't recommend you take Social Security at 62. And I don't even recommend that you take your Social Security at full retirement age, which for many is 66 or 67. I want you to take Social Security at age 70 because you get 8% a year from your full retirement age till 70. You get an 8% per year increase in the benefits. And so you get this, when you're at 70, you start collecting. And you get COLA, cost of living attachment adjustments, higher based on inflation and from a, starting from a higher number. And people are living a lot longer. So you need the money. I'm Steve Peasley, and that completes another InvestTalk program, everybody, driven again by your calls. Your calls always drive the program. Remember, I'm returning to San Jose on October 3rd. I'd love to sit down with you, analyze your portfolio. You can register now at investtalk.com. I want to thank you for listening, and please have a great weekend. Good night, everybody.